the only place who give me the opportunity was community radio. So I, I'm I'm community radio for 10 years. Welcome to Radio Survivor, the sound of strong communities. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Paul Reesmandel. Hello, everybody. This is Eric Klein, your other host of Radio Survivor. It's good to be here. I'm very excited uh, for today's show because we are talking to a friend of the show uh, for the first time. He's a friend of the show because he emailed us early on in uh, us starting this enterprise of the Radio Survivor radio show. Uh, and yeah, but we're lucky to be friends with oh, Alvaro. We're so lucky. He is from Brazil. Uh, he lives in the city of San Bernardo, which is in the uh, Sao Paulo region of Brazil. He is a community radio broadcaster. Yeah, and now he is because- a podcaster. And uh, he has agreed to be on the show to talk with us, uh, both to share uh, the very rich, I think, uh, community radio community that is in Brazil, that's in the San Paulo region, but also to talk about uh, something fascinating. It's a bit of an experiment, if you will, that that country is doing with their AM and FM radio dials. So we'll let Alvaro tell the story. Yeah, but real implications for for the United States radio uh, Very world. similar because it, it there definitely are uh, shades of the so-called AM revitalization, which is happening in the United States. Yeah. They also have a very consolidated media industry that, that, that also coexists with a very tiny community radio. Yeah, corporate-controlled media market, but with a community radio grassroots bubbling under the surface. So it's a fascinating um, mirror, Lots if you of will. parallels in politics, lots of parallels in their media industry. And I think uh, the experiment that they're undertaking mm-hmm. uh, in rejiggering the AM dial, and, and especially, you do want to hear about this, what they're planning for the FM dial is worth paying attention to sure. because if nothing else, there are lessons to be learned in how it goes down uh, and, and what goes well and what mistakes are made. But also because some of the ideas they're, they're exploring there have you know, been at least proposed here at various times, even if there's no formal proposal yet in front of the FCC. So that's, yeah. that's as much as I'm going to tease it here on episode 99. Episode 99 of Radio Survivor. So we're, we're, you know, even though there is no significance to 100, we, we humans, uh, we, we, we somehow assign significance to, to changing from two to three digits. Uh, so we're going to do a celebration on our next episode, uh, episode 100. Our colleagues, Matthew Lassar and Jennifer Waits will join us to have a bit of a, I hope it is a fun look back at 100 episodes. It's not too navel-gazing and there'll be something for everyone yeah. to uh, learn. And I'm so excited to, to share with the listeners right now um, just a just a one person's take on the world of community radio in Brazil because uh, we could certainly we could certainly dig into that media landscape for a while here on Radio Survivor. What an what an amazing new fertile. Uh, it's like I know nothing, and now I know one. I have one person's uh, uh, anecdotes and stories about community radio. Alvaro Burns shares with us, and now I want a hundred more stories about community radio from Brazil. So fascinating. So let's hear it. And we welcome all the way from uh, San Bernardo do Campo in Brazil, we have Alvaro Burns. Uh, He is a community radio broadcaster and podcaster. 
and he is here to talk to us a bit about some interesting things happening on the radio dial in Brazil. Uh, Alvaro, thank you so much for joining us here on Radio Survivor. Yeah, I'm really glad to be here. So we, we will want to learn more about what you do on the radio and in podcasting. But first, there's something that you alerted us to that I didn't know about, which is the fact that in Brazil, they are moving AM radio stations off the AM dial. Can, can you tell us more about that? Yeah, so it, um, in 2013, our former president, uh, Dilma Rousseff, signed a... a a possibility for the AM stations to migrate to FM. Um, they are not obligated to do it, but um, we have we had uh, something like uh, two thousand something AM stations, and after that that law was signed, thousand twelve hundred radios already uh, asked to be in FM. The idea behind it it's the the quality of audio and, you know, interference, everything. So uh, a lot of radios already moved to FM. And uh, here in Sao Paulo, where I live, one of the largest AM stations, um, like last month, moved to FM. Hmm. Wow. And then uh, it's it's called Radio Global Mm -hmm. from the... The biggest communication uh, army here in Brazil, yeah, so to speak. Does that mean that they went off the air in a, on the AM dial, no longer broadcasting, or did they just, or do they simulcast right now? Now they are only on FM. Wow. They leave AM, and now they are on FM. And it was the biggest AM radio here in Sao Paulo. Yes, and just I mean, Radio Globo. I mean, it's an, I mean, Globo is an enormous, yeah, enormous yeah, yeah. media company. Uh, they uh, do television, they do radio, and uh, newspaper, they, everything. Newspaper. They distribute uh, telenovelas all over the all over the world. So all sorts yeah, of yeah. Uh, soap operas that huh. you might see on television throughout Europe, through Asia, and Latin America, and, and, and North America. Portuguese language are, are produced, soap operas. Yeah, or, or subtitled or dubbed into other languages. Oh, yeah. just yeah. a real, a real a content farm. It's an enormous company. Well, that's, that's fascinating because one of the things they gave up then with this AM station, I'm assuming, is um, reach, right? AM stations are, they travel farther across yeah. across the planet than an FM station does. Yes. So they they had they have a really big network. Sure. São Paulo, Rio, all over Brazil, and I I don't think it they lost a lot of audience, but mm-hmm. um, with this change, and that's why I'm I'm curious about the the subject is they are making changes in their programming. Oh. So it's uh, it's no longer the 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 way they they used to talk on radio. They, it, it used to be a um, talk radio, talking with people lower classes, you know. And now on FM, they are making this change on programming to to be more FM like, you know. And this is getting a lot of 
backlash for from everybody. Hmm. Um, so, uh, are you saying yeah. that when uh, Radio Globo was on the AM dial, you would hear yeah. more people who were uh, who were working class, who were who might be poor, who were economically uh, yeah, because yeah, because the language was more for everybody, mm. and now it's a, a regular FM radio. You huh? It's it's more for higher classes, for more younger people, and it's really losing audience. Because of that change, not moving AM to FM, but move um, changing their way of talking, hmm. um, and now they are they are losing uh, following because of that. And, and, and Radio Globo is is this a commercial station? Yeah, it's a really big commercial station in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Yeah, and so yeah, Sao Paulo, Rio, all over. Are they trying to? You know, I mean, we see this happen all the time in media. Uh, they're trying to change their what we, you know, their demographic. So they're trying to appeal to people who are more middle class or upper middle class, urban, and urban, yeah, so that yeah. they can sell, you know, more luxury items and, and 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 things like this as well in their commercials. I don't know. Uh, it's more like um, trying to compete with uh, technology, with internet, with the other. FM radios, I really don't get the, their strategy yeah. because they are losing audience because of that. Alvaro, they used to have a really big following. Can you tell me more, just a little bit about what that AM content for Radio Globo used to sound like? You said, you know, they would talk to people. Like, what did what? So, they are those talk shows? What were those talk shows that are now gone? Yeah, it used to be more like a variety programs. Talking to to the audience on telephone, um, having a shows. lot of people, yeah, yeah, a lot of people just making conversation, you know. And now it's more music focused. It's a, a I'll quote a regular FM. Mm-hmm. It's no longer the, their older programming. And what does FM radio sound like typically? What do other FM stations sound like in there? Brazil, in Sao Paulo? Oh, it's a a lot of music, just a little bit talking, uh, some news uh, stations, but it's more music and news, music and news. Mm-hmm. Um, and the AM radio is more that conversation, more talking to people, you know? Yeah, it sounds more like community radio. Or, yeah. or, or maybe, yeah. I mean, it sounds almost maybe uh, also like, you know, here in, in the US, this has sort of gone away. But a big staple of talk programming was the call-in format, mm-hmm. right? Where the local call-in, the too, local right? call-in Not format. Yeah, 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 yeah. You that's know. it. Uh, they were talking to to local people, even though they they reach a lot of places. People felt like they they belong. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And, and that's gone away in the U.S. because we've had a turn towards uh, syndicated programming. So it used to be in Chicago, and it still to some extent is true, but in a city like Chicago, 
or New York, uh, there would be shows that are locally produced. And, you know, somebody calls in, it could be a cab driver. Maybe it's some, uh, you know, it's a housewife at home. It's somebody who's, you know, often it would be late at night and they call in and they talk about whatever. And now it's been sort of slowly replaced by here, conservative political talk programming that's syndicated. They might take calls, but of course the calls come from all over the country and are very uh, filtered. Uh, you know that they screen them Screened, yeah. to 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 be sure that you know a liberal doesn't really get a chance to talk to Rush Limbaugh unless he's going to have the opportunity to make fun of them or or talk over them. And so it yeah. sounds like you know AM radio, it's similar in Brazil, has had this sort of local focus with uh, the ability to have lots of talk, but that because and 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 sort of is it true then that maybe that kind of programming developed on AM because AM is good for talk it's not so good for music do you do you suspect that's that's why that's the kind of yeah, programming you heard on AM because of the sound fidelity on AM is uh, just a little lower yeah um when you ma- you make this change the the audio quality is way way better but um they used to play a few songs on AM but it was more talking focus. And now on FM, they really change it. It's, it's way more focused on, on uh, news, music, sports. News, music, yeah. sports. So Alvaro, you're, you're describing to us there in Sao Paulo, Brazil, uh, a large uh, radio station that made a decision voluntarily to jump over from the AM dial to the FM dial. Um, What's going on with some other? Are there other stations that are uh, taking this more this opportunity a lot slower? Yeah, uh, a few other stations, big stations, are taking their time, uh, really studying it. We we're gonna have a, a change on the dial. So now we are from eighty-seven point five megahertz to one hundred and eight. When this change is complete. Uh, the government is going is it's going to extend the FM dial to seventy six to one hundred and eight megahertz. It's really gonna open some doors to to new stations, but I feel like it's a change for commercial stations mm-hmm. he, here in Brazil or here in São Paulo. Uh, community radio is only allowed to work in 87.5. A few radio uh, equipment only starts in 88. Yes. <laughs> so we have a, a, a really big problem to be heard for from everybody. Wow. And, and then they are making this change, extending the dial, and community radio still doesn't know if we are gonna, we're going to have a new channel or they're going to move us to, you know, uh, 75.5. We really don't know. It's interesting. So there's a, there are, there are certain parallels to the United States and differences. Uh, So our FM band in the United States goes from 87.9 to 100, 108. So it's basically the same as what you have in Brazil, but we, yeah. Uh, the, the frequency 87.5 never has been used, never been allocated. And it's true that you on some radios, digital and analog, you can tune all the way down there. 
uh, but no stations are officially there. And it's interesting to me that only one channel, only one frequency has been allocated for all of community radio. Yeah, in so Brazil. you can't. Yeah. So that, that means you cannot have two community radio stations in the same geographical location unless yeah. they're on the same. I mean, you can't hear two. Yeah. So here, here in São Bernardo, we have five stations. It's a big city. We have like a, a million people, and we have five stations. So in some areas of the city, you don't get anybody because so we are five we are stations. always clashing right on, on the, the edges that that are they're interfering with each other. Yeah, yeah. And I want to hear a lot more detail in a little while from now <laughs> about all five of those stations. But go ahead, Paul. And so. Expanding the FM dial is something that gets talked about here in the United States. And, and of course, it seems to be the reason you would need to do that uh, in, in a big urban area like, like Sao Paulo is because the FM dial is already full, right? If all those AM yeah. stations are trying to move to FM, there probably isn't room for them to do so. So you have to make room. Yeah. Um, was – is – I think it's related to the same thing here in the United States where TV in Brazil, is it digital now? Is it turning into digital or is that process happening? Yeah, it's turning to digital. Almost everywhere is digital digital already. Here in Sao Paulo, we are full digital. Okay. And that part of the spectrum, that those frequencies from 76 – to uh to 87 on the FM megahertz dial. on the fm dial well it wouldn't be on the fm dial uh-huh. at the moment that used to be allocated to like channel five and channel six television yeah and yeah. those frequencies are at when the uh tv stations go digital they are moving to new frequencies and the same thing happened here in the united states in 2009 we still have a few stations tv stations broadcasting and analog on those channels hmm. they're low power television stations so they're and and what the interesting thing is of course you can pick up the channel six at the end of our fm dial um but there's been talk in the united states although i don't know if there's any formal proposals that it would be great when those last tv stations leave channel five and six that we could reallocate that to make more room on the fm dial so i'm fascinated to hear that Brazil, which I think is the f- only country in the world, is actually going to do it. They talked yeah. about it in Mexico, I believe, but I don't think they ever followed through. A so, bigger FM dial. Yeah, but so, I mean, so you're worried, though, as a community radio broadcaster, that what happens, we have our one frequency at 87.5. Are you worried you'll get to keep it? And then also worried that maybe there won't be more? Wouldn't you like to have more frequencies? You would think that a bigger FM dial would mean more room for community radio in Brazil. Yeah. Yeah, here, I I, I don't believe that. (laughs) We're going to have just 87.5 maybe. Uh, We are trying, uh, we are fighting for at least two more channels. 87.7, 87.9 maybe. Yeah, so three in Um, all. Yeah, yeah. But... It's really, really uh, hard because commercial stations here have a lot more power, I believe, than in the U.S. Really? Um, yeah, because um, they are not only radio stations. They are also TV stations and newspapers and uh, really big uh, websites and 
they have a lot of power. So there's a lot and, of consolidation, as we call it, uh, between yeah. between all of these different companies. Yeah, and they and and they um, have a lot of um, influence on the of government course. on everything. Does community radio? Are there any advocates? Do are there are there yeah. legislators who you said are, we who who yeah? So is it does community radio? Are you do you have like a, an organization that advocates? Do you have some legislators uh, who support community radio? Does your does your president support community radio at all? Um, uh, we 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 really thought that um, when Lula. Mm-hmm. was president we we're gonna have a little bit more access to this kind of thing but that never happened with Dilma Rousseff also didn't happen mm-hmm. and now with Michel Temer it's never gonna happen uh, we have uh, a few people on Congress that support um, community radio and community media but um it's like one to 90 people and we have a, a association it's called abraço mm-hmm. it's a, a association that takes care of community radio but um they also have no power against um this kind of discussion because we have politicians that have uh, radios. They, they own uh, radio stations. Yeah, they legislate only for themselves, mm-hmm. and it, it's really hard to to make to to break the barrier. We are fighting, but uh, it's it's been really hard. And what kind of politician is Michel Temer? I mean, what what are what are his politics? In, they're in Brazil. He's a more uh, right wing. It, it's kind of like uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> Only sorry, he's not. That. He's not that famous. I see. Yeah. S- right. And and so he is uh, sur- probably much more in favor of industry. Much more in favor yeah, of yeah, the strong totally. commercial powers and is less yeah. regard for for uh, the poor for uh, the smaller broadcasters. Etc. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Interesting. Now, a question I have, of course, about. You know, moving the, the radio dial. I mean, when if they as you grow the FM dial, doesn't that mean people have to get new radios? Yeah. So um, they are talking about a period of adaptation, something like that. Uh, they are gonna make new radios with the new dial, but uh, some radios still can still work in AM and FM. Until uh, all the radios are are okay to to have the new dial, mm-hmm. so people will have to buy new radios. Yeah, eventually. We're on the line with Alvaro Burns from uh, São Bernardo do Campo, which is in São Paulo, Brazil. We're talking with Alvaro because he is a community radio uh, person, broadcaster, a broadcaster, a podcaster, and uh, the. The news event uh, is that the AM dial there in Brazil is being phased out and uh, AM stations are, are being invited but possibly forced. It sounds like there's a question to move to the FM dial and that's uh, 
Something similar has been proposed in the United States to move AM to move all the AM stations to the FM dial. Yeah, in fact, it's happening in a way uh, here. I don't know if you've heard, Alvaro, that um, right now AM stations this summer have the opportunity to get what we call translator stations. It's like a small, it's like a pilot program for what's going on yes, there Yes, in indeed. Yeah. It sounds very similar. So they're repeater stations, but they're low wattage. Yeah. They, 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 they max out at about 250 watts. But the idea, it's similar reasoning to what I'm hearing from, from Brazil, right, is that the AM dial is noisy, um, it's getting worse, it's, and that the sound quality isn't very good. And so to make these AM broadcasters uh, more relevant and more uh, sustainable, they will get a repeater. So they'll stay on the AM dial. They're not, they're not getting this instead of being on the AM dial, but they get a little FM station to help uh, repeat their signal so that people can hear it on the FM dial as well. But certainly, I think, I would not doubt that there are people talking to our Federal Communications Commission that there aren't plans to do something similar to what's happening in Brazil is to to basically create an opportunity for uh, AM stations to move to FM, although and possibly expand the United States <sighs> FM dial. I, I mean, that I would, one, I'm excited about uh, that. That would idea. be exciting, but again, I think I'd have the same concerns yeah. that I think Alvaro expresses that w- it would will benefit corporate media interests. Will community, over community and non-commercial stations be left out? Will they have an opportunity here? We have a little part of the dial from 88 to 92, which is reserved for non-commercial stations. This includes community radio. It also includes college radio. It includes public radio and religious stations. So oh. basically, so you know, there's so they share a larger slice of spectrum. How many stations can you have in one media market? I asked Paul a trick question. It's fascinating to me that they're in Brazil as Alvaro was just telling us, uh, that there's only one community radio station per community. One frequency. One frequency available. But he, but he has five stations. Yeah, you have to, in, in you have to drive around yeah. to hear all five stations, right, Alvaro, in, in Sao Paulo? <laughs> yeah, so it's five stations here in São Bernardo do Campo. In São Paulo, we have like a... Um, more than twenty radios. Oh wow! Oh wow! Like that. That's a lot of radios. That's a lot of. Community that's a, radio. it's a really really big city. I know, uh, but Paulo. it's still a lot. We, I of, don't think we have that many community radio stations no, because, in our big cities. No, and, in and, the and let's States. just take let's just say uh, you know, uh, São Paulo is probably the whole region is, is what maybe eleven twenty maybe twenty million people. You think is that about right? Yeah, some something like that. Maybe maybe more. I don't have it. Right. Sure. So the closest analog we have in the United States is New York City metro area, mm-hmm. and there okay. are not twenty five community radio stations. College radio, or yeah, if you maybe call it counted college right. radio stations, maybe, but not even twenty five. I want to know. I just Alvaro, what can you do? You got to take us on a little tour of yeah, twenty five radio stations from well, your let's, city. Let's, let's talk about <laughs> let, 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 let's talk about uh, what, what just what's in uh, San Bernardo. Yeah, smart. Uh, you know what, what are the what is your station like? You're at a station uh, Radio Parchi. Uh, what, what what is that radio station like? So we have a um, more music focused programming, but we have also news and sports. We have. Um, interviews with people from the community. Um, we play large bands and local bands also. Um, it's more um, popular. And Alvaro, my, the first yeah. question I have is, uh, are the 
are it it's a distinction that might make a lot more sense in the United States but is are the staff are on the air people volunteers or paid yeah we are all volunteers and then what what level of decision making power do you have over the content of your show it's it's all mine so if i have a program i can say what whatever i want you know <laughs> not whatever i want right but, uh, yeah there's some topics. i make my programming <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and this is this is important because that's the distinction that i want to make about united states media radio landscape uh you know we we here at radio survivor paul and i really struggle sometimes to define what this show is about and i really think that sometimes the the easiest way to talk about the media that we enjoy is that it's individuals have uh near total freedom to a certain extent to, to 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 produce the content that they find fascinating and fun uh, regardless of uh certain financial concerns that come with commercial media right and, yeah, we, and it sounds like you guys more, have the same thing we are more free form but um uh i present the sports program ah and uh we talk about the the soccer teams from são bernardo do campo we also talk about uh, the larger teams, and we talk about amateur soccer. Uh, Brazilians really love soccer, so yes. that's most what what we talk about. So that's kind of it. But I used to present the news also. I don't have time anymore. People have interviews with whomever that they want. Uh, people from the community over uh, on studio on the telephone uh, Skype whatever Alvaro I want to know a little bit about your sports programming because here again uh, commercial sports radio sounds a certain way and I'm really fascinated by the um, the opportunities uh, there it's a very rare thing I know it exists in the United States but it's quite rare for there to be a community radio sports program generally speaking things are siloed off and if you're doing sports it's a commercial talk format uh what do you guys talk about on your community radio station when it comes to uh covering covering football there so um we have a a big team that it's playing on the um uh, the league here so we talk more in the commercial format for this team, mm. but we also talk about um, uh, events that it it's organized by the community when we have athletes from here that are competing the Olympics, other events. We try to talk to them about uh, how they train, where they train, if they are um, they lived here in San Bernardo. Um, or they moved, or they uh, will, they were born here. We we try to make it so it's um a more. It's not only results, but it's it's more a, a conversation with them. So people there that are listening to us relate to them, mm-hmm. and then get into to sports this way, and not because of the results. I see. And, and I think that probably uh, soccer, football culture is different from professional sports culture often in the United States. You know, our, our American football, basketball, baseball. Um, 
Very top down here. It's very top down, super corporate. And, you know, there's not a lot of access to the players, I think, especially for the average person. And it seems to me that there's a sort of, um, there's a more of a, a grassroots element, shall I say? And, and that's my perception, at least, uh, to football culture. I mean, not just for your big teams, but also for your local teams and your amateur teams, uh, that fans get together. You, 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 there's a lot of support and it's, it's very much kind of like a community. Everyone rallies around your teams, right? In a very community sort of way. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. In- it used to be more like that. So uh, in amateur soccer, we have uh, big communities. People go to, to see the games and they, they make a party over it. They, uh, they drink, they laugh. Um, in more uh, the big teams, the, the professional league, it's, uh, this is fading a little bit. Mm. Um, it's getting more to a um, um, arena way of making soccer. It's not uh, partying and, and everything. It's more. It's more like a, a spectacle. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, you, it's like more like American football in that way. Then. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, more like NBA or something. Mm-hmm. And so, Alvaro, can you tell us a little bit more about sort of the other stations there in San Bernardo? Are they are they also freeform? You know, do they do something different than your station, Radio Parati? Are are, are they are they uh, reflective of their neighborhoods or their sort of uh, their area in the city? How do they different? So we have uh, five stations: Radio um, Parati. Rádio Nova Riacho, Rádio Represa, Rádio Princesa e Rádio Lírio dos Vales. Um, they are um, they they kind of reflect um, the area. So Rádio Nova Riacho it's more like it's closer to uh, non-urban area. Uh, so they 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 talk about um, more nature-like, you, you know, because they they have um, a river uh, mm-hmm. close by, and they they talk about the fair, if it's working all right, if uh, uh, the rain, it's so agriculture in the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. things like that, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. makes sense. So it's kind of like that, but uh, São Bernardo do Campo it's a really urban city. So the the programming is not very different from one mm-hmm. another. Mm-hmm. And so I'd like to hear more about your show. Uh, so you do a hora do cafezinho. I'll try that again. Or... Yeah, <laughs> a hora do cafezinho. Zinho. Yes, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so tell us about your show. Then does that show uh, air on on Parachi? No, it, it it's used to. I used to to have that show on another radio station in Ribeirão Pires, where I started my uh, community radio uh, activities in two thousand seven. So I used to play music. Um, more indie rock, something more to that nature. And then I uh, I used to 
talk to bands and talk to people who liked music. And uh, when I, I, I lived this radio, Perola da Serra, uh, I started to do the, the program on the internet because I, I didn't have that um, one hour only to, to, to talk. You had to, more to time to music. talk on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I talked to people from our region. It's called ABC uh, region, Santo André, São Bernardo do Campo, São Caetano, and we have uh, four more cities, uh, Diadema, Mauá, Ribeirão Pires, Rio Grande da Serra. So I, I, I try to talk to people from here that um, are making, you know, uh, social work, that um, have local bands that didn't explode it yet. Uh, I try to, to, to talk to the, the average person that is making uh, something good for the community. That's really um, that's really fascinating, Alvaro. We're on the line with Alvaro Burns from Sao Paulo, Brazil. So, Sao Bernardo do Campo, uh, which is in Sao Paulo, and we're talking about Alvaro's uh, community radio experience. We had a big news hook to start the conversation because the AM dial might be transitioning to FM there in Brazil. But now, all I want to do is hear more about community radio in Brazil. It sounds like it's a um, enormous community radio community uh, <laughs> all across the country. I mean, you've described an extremely diverse media landscape just there in the urban, in the small urban area where you live. Is that, is that typical for Brazil? Is it really, does every city have that many yeah. radio stations? Yeah, we, we stations? have, we have a lot of community radio stations. So here in Brazil, we have, um, a really big urban area in the um, southeast and south of Brazil. Yeah, on the but coast. We have, yeah. yeah, yeah. But we also have um, really rural areas. So um, community radio in other states are really different from us. Yeah. Be because they talk um, to really none urban area people if mm -hmm. i can say it like that you sure. know? yeah we would call that rural yeah I think. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's wonderful and yeah so uh, i know that we have uh i don't know if they are working yet but uh we used to have uh uh blind only mm -hmm. uh community radio station um in minas gerais if i'm i'm getting this right um, so it, we have a blind guy on our uh, sports program. Hmm. So it, it's um, it's a way to to really make these people get the feel of radio because on commercial they don't have it. Right, and and it's sort of it for for people who who don't have sight, radio can be very important because sure. yeah. it doesn't require. It doesn't rely on visuals. So this this blind guy from our sports program, he also have um, his own show about um, people with um, 
you know, wheelchair, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. blind people, deaf people. We call it the disabled community here. Yeah, yeah, days. yeah. So he, he, he speaks with people from all over Brazil on the telephone and try to, to get our audience to understand wow. uh, their struggle and the, their, uh, how they, they get by, you know? Yeah, that's, that's community radio in, in its essence. Right yes, there. that's wonderful. So how are these radio stations financed? How do you pay the bills? So we uh, we are nonprofits. We cannot have commercials. We call it um, um, cultural support, something like that. So we have we we can uh, have like a, a small jingle of the the bakery next door. Yes. Um, uh, we can <laughs> we can receive uh, donations, everything, but we cannot have commercials. So we, we kind of work like that. We, yes. we, we do the same yeah. thing in the United States where you can sort yeah. of say thank you to, to Fred's Bakery for supporting our radio station and here's where you can find them. Yeah. 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 So it's really hard because our community radio law, we cannot, um, we cannot say their phone number. Okay. For example. <laughs> uh, so uh, if you, you approach the, the bakery man and you say, you want to support a radio? We, we can talk about your bakery. So he, he, he says, um, can you give my phone number? <laughs> so we, <laughs> we are like, no, we can't. So and do listeners donate or is it mostly these uh, cultural support that, that, that pays the bills? It's more cultural support because um, um, Interesting. We, don't, we don't have the, this culture of donation like uh, flash mobs or uh, <laughs> flash drives or something or the, like the, that. The we, crowdfunding. We, we don't yeah. have it. Yeah, yeah the crowdfunding culture we don't have it yeah, they're called fund drives mostly here yeah in yeah public radio fund land. drives yeah exactly so on air fund and but that's enough so there's enough support though in with small businesses in brazil who are willing to give money to keep your station on the air yeah it's really hard but we we have some people that believe the work yeah it's not easy in the united states either alvaro don't worry <laughs> yeah yeah i guess <laughs> things are tough all over yeah, as, as it so, turns out and and so uh just to sort of uh kind of kind of wrap up here alvaro um so your your radio station radio potterchi is is it on the internet can people listen online yeah people can listen um radio parachi with a Y on the end, mm -hmm. .com.br. Yeah, and we'll have a link to that in the show notes. And hopefully, yeah. I hope we'll find out from you just how many stations that you just name-dropped in the, in the hour that we've been speaking uh, have web streams because I want to spin the dial there in your community. Yeah, it sounds yeah, yeah. I, can, I can send you all the links. Wonderful. Is internet radio popular in Brazil? Not really. We have like um, a big commercial media making web radio. Okay. Oh, so it, it's really hard to um, to compete because people say the internet um, is more democratic for this kind of matter, but it's really not because when you when you can can talk to millions of people about your web radio. And I can only talk to my Facebook friends. Mm -hmm. 
it's not the same thing. Right. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about taking your community radio show um, onto the internet. How how much uh, contact do you have with some of your fans uh, compared to when you were uh, broadcasting that same show over the airwaves? Well, I, I believe I have more people listening now than I had when I it was in the air. Because um, ra- uh, Radio Perla da Serra, it's really, really small. And the city of Ribeirão Pires, it's really, really small. Yeah. And I was playing this kind of music that it's not for everybody. And now on the internet, it's a little bit easier to find people that like the kind of stuff I'm putting now there. So uh, I, I believe I have a bigger audience right now, but it's not all that big. I, I love that, though, because those small sorts of stations are places where people like you uh, can cut their teeth on radio and then take take their skills uh, into other venues. Uh, I really, I'm really, i glad that we're celebrating that today on Radio Survivor. Yeah, I was just fresh out of college. So uh, the only place who gave me the opportunity was community radio. So I, I'm... I'm community radio for 10 years mm-hmm. and I'm not playing planning to leave. <laughs> that's that's great to hear. And your show you do it on Mixcloud. Do you distribute yeah. it somewhere else? I I I've seen uh, it um, other places. I put it on um um hear this at it's a SoundCloud like platform. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, a lot. No, no, it's it's not Brazilian. It's um, um, it's a platform for DJs. Um, they put their DJ mixes. They they put it the, their podcasts. And I was looking on the the internet, and then I found them. Um, I don't know if I can play music on it, but, <laughs> but <you laughs> nobody <do>. ever. <laughs> yeah, nobody ever. You know, deleted my show. So uh, um, I'm doing like that. I know Mixcloud, I can play music. Um, you guys talked about uh, Mixcloud yes. on... Yes, we talked I, to I believe Fuller 90- uh, the other yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I put it on Mixcloud to have it in a safe place. And then I, I distribute um, in some other places to, to be a little bit easier for people to find it. Wonderful. Well, Alvaro Burns, uh, thank you so much for taking some time. Uh, we consider you a friend of the show. You you emailed yeah. us early on and and started telling us about uh, what you're doing there in uh, San Bernardo, in the uh, in the San Paulo region of Brazil, and doing uh, wonderful community radio and a wonderful podcast. Uh, thanks for telling us uh, what's going on with your AM and FM dial, and I certainly hope you'll you'll come back to give us further updates and let us know uh, what's going on there in, in your city. Yeah. And Brazilian community radio is now, that's now on my radar. I can't <laughs> wait to, to learn more. Yeah, sure. I, I consider myself a friend of the show <laughs> and uh, it's really, it's really a, um, an honor to be here. Right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on radio survivor day offer. Uh, yeah. Thank see you. you soon. Well, Paul, I am so happy that you helped set up that interview with Alvaro. It was a long time coming, and uh, it couldn't have um, 
it certainly exceeded expectations, right? We knew that we had something to talk about with Alvaro from Brazil, but it, uh, that was, that was, uh, that was more than three things I'm still excited about learning more. Uh, so, so thanks. Thanks for producing this episode of Radio Survivor. <laughs> more than glad. I mean, that's one of the great benefits of doing a radio show that is also a podcast because the podcast is global and it provides sort of these these two angles because on the one hand uh by by having it be part of a website and and being accessible that website being radiosurvivor.com yes indeed uh being accessible outside of just wherever the the boundaries of your radio signal is where x-ray fm goes here in portland and vancouver uh we have an opportunity for other people to find us and and to get in touch Right. And so please, yeah. we'd love to hear from you. If you have anything to share, podcast at radiosurvivor.com is our email or message us at Twitter, Radio Survivor, message yeah. us on Facebook. We would love to hear a pitch for a story idea or an episode or an interview. But you know what? We would love to just have you tell us about your radio experience. Hi. Yeah. This is, this is what I, ha- this is the college radio show I had, or this was a station that I used to listen to when I was a child and now it's gone. Or I like, yeah, here's what yeah. I do, and here's the station I Just do on my hi. podcast. We love to hear f- from people, so it's this opportunity, and we do, we do hear from folks, yeah, it really and, changes and, things and, for me. and many of them end up as guests, uh, <laughs> even if we have to ask a few times. But the other part of it is, it's just an excuse to go and find people to talk to, right? And and you know. I, so, some people are really gregarious, right? And they have no problem uh, just uh, calling someone up and saying, hey, would you would you have coffee or email or whatever? And some of us, uh, myself included, are a little less gregarious. We're a little less uh, outgoing yeah. uh, when I'll, there's not a microphone I'll put a us. I'll put a label on you, Paul. You're too busy to have that many, <laughs> that much of a social life. You work really hard these days at your full-time job. And so this podcast, I'm assuming, gives you this opportunity well, it's an excuse to stop and smell the flowers. And as for it other were. people too, you know, it, it's sort of nice to be able to say, "Oh, it's a conversation. We'll talk about this thing," and it doesn't just just between us. It, other yeah. people get to other people get to share. So that's that's the wonderful thing about being able to do this and growing this this network and this uh, community uh, that is global. And I think we all have things to learn from what, each other. And and my experience in community radio for much for a long time was that it seemed to me that stations are often isolated. They're yeah. their own little ecosystems, which is wonderful. So there's a rich community there, but often repeating some of the same mistakes or lost in the wild in how to deal with certain issues or problems or you know repeating you know uh, the same things over and over again because there isn't the cross-pollination. And... and folks at one station don't feel like they know who to call at another station to yeah. ask a question of how to deal, whether it's deal with like insurance or deal with the FCC or deal with a, a problem programmer. Yeah. Or just how to think about the show that you or, produce. Yeah, exactly. Like and, what, what am I doing here on the radio? Like, is it like the person who's on the radio before me? Is it like the person, you know, and I, I love that here on radio survivor, we're giving uh, that bird's eye view of, of radio production. Exactly. And, and, and by radio, I mean uh, any audio radio, content that fits podcast, the bill. Podcast, internet radio, yeah. what, whatever it is. So it's, it's a wonderful opportunity. So, you know, I think that's my encouragement to anyone uh, who's thinking about doing the podcast. Oh, yeah. You know, has things to talk about to, to, to go for it. But also, if you've got a community radio show, and especially a, a talk show, um, you know, 
find a way to podcast it, you know, uh, get it onto SoundCloud or get it onto a, a service, you know, uh, YouTube might just be the most accessible or way even, to go for it because of the, because of the lack of a premium model these days or, with the or, YouTube or uh, Mixcloud. Right. Mixcloud and YouTube are both free places to host your podcast these days. So you may not be downloadable, but it still gives you exposure to a a really broad audience and it gives people an opportunity. So many people listen right in the browser on their desktop computers anyway. So, you know, don't put too many artificial barriers in your way. Don't say I have to meet this certain standard to distribute my show and what I do. Get started and go for it. And then you can always tweak as you move along but it it, it, it i think um you know this is a wonderful sure. uh, side effect of of what we do is getting connected up with this global community but there's something i want to note that uh, something which alvaro told us after we finished uh the the formal interview and is that he mentioned that you know all the community radio stations in in brazil are on one frequency they share one frequency uh and so even though there are five uh, community radio stations in, in his town, they all are on the same frequency. Yeah. But he told me that they all broadcast with just 25 watts. Help me understand what that is if I um, don't have a clue what so, that means. low power FM, which is the new frontier of community radio in the United States, those stations broadcast with 100 watts. Okay, and that's considered quite small. And that's considered pretty small. 100 watts is generally good for, you know, a, se- a couple to several miles radius. So basically, you know, a few miles from the transmitter is where you can receive the signal. A lot of things can can uh, in- intercede on that, but that's a general rule right. of thumb. And it's like in, in the United States, I mean, or in my experience of radio, it's like I'm driving and I've been driving now uh, either on the freeway for one minute and I just lost, I had a station and I lost it or on the surface streets for 10 or 15 minutes. Right. It's, it's not enough. It's really a, it's considered too small. Well, and, 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 but the, of course the advantage being that a hundred watt transmitter is inexpensive to purchase. A hundred watt transmitter is inexpensive to operate. Yeah, and it means the world to the people who are, uh, stationary in that yes. in that radius. You can plug a 100 watt transmitter into a conventional wall socket versus a thousand watt transmitter, which requires special uh, lines from the electric company it's a, and, and, wow. and consumes quite a bit more power, obviously. So they broadcast with only 25 watts wow. per station. So that's, you know, a quarter of the power does not necessarily mean only a quarter of the, uh, of the, of the radius. Depends on how high up on a hill you get, really. Yeah, and I'm sure there are rules all about that. But it probably means that it's a strong signal for about a mile or so. Um, you know, and so as Alvaro tells us, the town where he lives, the city where he lives, uh, San Bernardo, it's it's a million or so people. It's a dense urban area. So I'm sure within that footprint for the radio station, it's probably a uh, it's probably a fairly large audience. And that, you know, each you said each station kind of serves its its uh, local community a little bit differently. But that also sometimes there's a problem because they're all on the same frequency. Uh, that in the sort of the borderlands between stations, there's interference and you you kind of can't receive anything. And I thought that was sort of a, a fascinating point uh, because here in the United States, there's no such restriction. A low-power FM station could be anywhere on the dial provided there's space to put it. And And I think people ought to be a little thankful for yeah. the fact that uh, that there can be that level of proliferation of stations without that kind of uh, technical problem at the borderlands. Do you know what I like about our radio program, Paul, here at Radio Survivor? I like, and I, I, 
I used to think growing up, and I, I'm, I am positive that other individuals in my community think this as well. I used to just think that the media landscape was sort of handed down by our ancestors intact. And it, it's, it's not that way at all. You know, it's a, it's, it's a really actively changing yeah. universe of, of potential to get on the air of, of, uh, you know, the diversity, uh, the, the potential for what can be on there and it's is always changing. It's political. It's commercial. There's economics. There's activists. Yeah. The things that we have for low power FM, community radio, non-commercial radio were hard won battles. They were, they were fought and they were won and yeah. sometimes lost and sometimes won back. But none of this, right, was handed down and w- were not for a legacy of media activists, of people with real communitarian purpose at their heart, with the public interest at their heart, without them activating and spending hard hours in Washington and elsewhere to make these things happen, they just wouldn't exist. There was nobody sitting in, in DC saying, well, of course we'll set aside, yeah. set aside Here's some, some radio for, for you, radio. for you poor people. Right. Uh, yeah, I love that about our show. <laughs> so the, I mean, and, and so Radio Survivors certainly covered that world. But every time we talk now to Alvaro Burns in Brazil and learn like what's going, what is possible there and what's not possible, how it's similar to what's going on in the United States and how it's different, it just really uh, activates the imagination about uh, about the media landscape and how and how different futures are possible different realities different presents and different futures are it's always are in play the media landscape is in play i think that's a great uh notion to leave people with here at the end of episode 99 bum, bum, bum. if you'd like to learn more about anything we talked about especially about all these great stations in brazil uh go to our show notes radiosurvivor.com slash podcast look for episode number 99 we are a listener and reader supported enterprise to learn more about how you can help us do what we do, please go to radiosurvivor.com slash support. We really do rely on each and every one of you to help us do this project. Of course, we want to hear from you. Drop us an email, podcast at radiosurvivor.com, or uh, message us on Twitter or on Facebook. We're, we're, we're there. We're easy to find. We're easy to get a hold of, and we really do want to hear from you. Thank you to X-Ray FM for carrying the show every Friday at noon Pacific time, go to xray.fm to yeah. learn and more about that North, station and listen Western online. Oregon. If you if and listen online if you're not in the uh, Portland, Vancouver region. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending some time with us. Thank you, everybody. Have a good day.